Managing a team is a challenging task, especially when the team consists of people with a lot of technical skills and background. Many people find themselves in this managing role without any technical background. But fortunately for you, there is no technical experience required to become a project manager. Hi everybody, it's your host, Samantha and Nicole, and we're back with another episode that you don't wanna miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. We'll be diving deep into this topic, but before we do, if you're loving this podcast so far, make sure you share it with a friend or a coworker. So what exactly is a project manager? So a project manager is somebody who oversees either, you know, the daily function or maybe something that is being developed from ideation to an end result, right? It could be maintaining, but it also could be, you know, bringing a product to market. And basically you oversee the budget, you oversee all of the stakeholders that are involved, you oversee the scheduling, right, of certain dependencies that may arise during the project. You also are somebody that is there to create relationships, maintain relationships, and protect your internal team that does the work, right? So if you get additional requests, oftentimes you're the person that people would go to first to kind of vet and get an understanding of like where the team is at maybe in their status before you just implement more work. So you are basically a conduit, right? Between you and the stakeholders, you and the business owners, or you and the product owners that helps foresee a project to fruition. So yeah, that's great that the project manager is kind of like the glue in between different functions. But let's say somebody who is coming into this industry the tech industry, and maybe does not know a lot about technical aspects. Can somebody become a project manager if they don't know anything about tech? Absolutely. I did not come from a traditional tech background. Honestly, I started out in hospitality and it was through like the problem solving that I constantly had to go through in hospitality that started to spark my interest in other industries or other fields that I know those skill sets would be transferable in. And so I would encourage people, no matter what background you come from, it's definitely something that you can get into if you have the work ethic, if you're willing to do the studying to get the certifications, and also somebody who's not afraid of challenges, right? Like it really takes the character of someone who's willing to kind of step out on faith and like test the waters and not necessarily know all of what's going to come with the job, but be a hustler, be a go-getter, be someone that's going to dive right into it and figure out, all right, how can I turn this around? Or how can I get more information to start solutioning a problem, right, that may arise? So I would recommend that anybody from any background, really, if you do believe you have the character traits, somebody that is, you know, highly ambitious, somebody that is extremely organized, someone that's a problem solver, someone that's not afraid to, you know, create new relationships and speak to people that, you know, they have no introduction with. It really takes that type of character to kind of sustain yourself in this business. That's a lot of characteristics. Could you point out maybe just the one that will get you in the door? (laughs) I would say just being someone who's willing to step out of side of yourself and create relationships. Business is all about people. Business is all about the relationships that you're able to maintain and form and, you know, introduce other people to. So I would say really being somebody that can step outside of yourself, that's confident and create relationships is one thing that will really help you in being a project manager, because you're going to be calling on all different facets of the business. You're going to touch all different areas of the business and you cannot be afraid 
You know, you cannot be afraid. I definitely agree with you on that. Somebody can always teach you the hard skills, but no one can really teach you soft skills. Soft skills, you have to kind of learn on your own. So if you have that natural born gift of building relationships, you will go very far in life in any field that you're in. So going back to technical and non-technical project managers, Let's say you're non-technical and you face technical challenges. How can you manage an IT team when you don't know all the technical skills? That's a really great question. And that's something that comes up more often than you may think. But it really is about the resources that you're willing to tap into to get that information. Those resources could once again be your relationships or it could be you seeking, you know, training courses outside of your regular work schedule, right? There's so many free websites and there's so much information being presented on places like Instagram and TikTok and YouTube especially, right? Like your whole YouTube channel is a wealth of knowledge for people that, you know, wouldn't normally get these perspectives going to maybe a training or going to a class. So I would say just be willing to solicit any type of resource that you can get your hands on and then, you know, take it one day at a time. You definitely want to create a network of people that you can kind of bounce ideas off of or bounce information off of to be sure that you're getting the right information, but it, it's up to you. And with, you know, working in technology or having the accessibility through platforms that we do now, it's out there. It might not be specific to your issue, but it will be within the umbrella or the realm of whatever problem or issue you may be facing. And I would say just be ready to dig. What are some type of digging techniques? Say that your team wants to build the next rocket ship. How can you go about finding all the information and how you can help your team get to the next step? So with challenging projects, right, where you have to go and do research and seek out information, I would recommend sometimes sourcing experts, sometimes sourcing subject matter experts, because there are certain things that you're just not going to have access to, you're not going to have the ability to be able to obtain because maybe you don't have a credential or maybe you don't have the knowledge to know where to go get it. And so that's why it's so important to have right that network of people, because you can source out you know, certain people who may have insights or may touch like certain industries within their job or their roles. Speaking specifically to yours, like my brother, he works for NASA. He doesn't know everything about NASA and, you know, all that their mission is trying to enable. But knowing that I have another source that I could tap into to say, hey, do you know any place or anywhere or anyone that I could speak to a little bit further about that? I would also say it really is about like education, you know, reading. A lot of people don't realize how much knowledge truly is in these books that experts write. And they're at your fingertips. They're online, they're digital version. Podcasts, right? Like podcasts are a great way. If you could just get the verbiage, right, of what it is that you're trying to do and the things that you're trying to solve so that you can ask the right questions to start leading you to the right source, that is key. That's something that's going to save you a lot of time. And that's going to help you sift through, you know, what is it that I exactly need to know to focus on that project? Because a lot of things are going to be thrown at you, you know, so you have to make sure that you're funneling it in a way you're kind of directing your path to get to what it is that you actually need versus the excess that sometimes comes with that. Yeah, sounds like a scavenger hunt. And you're trying to get to the the treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Door the Explorer. (laughs) Door the Explorer. (laughs) So we talked about relationships. How can you build that trust among your team as a non-technical person? 
One of the things that's worked for me to build trust is to get to know people personally. And sometimes that can be difficult if you work in a virtual environment, but really spending the time to observe the people that you're working with first before you just jump in to start implementing whatever framework or whatever methodology or, you know, a specific activity. You need to get to know who that person is. With the type of project or agile project management I do, at my core, I'm a Scrum master. So typically the framework that I will lean on or use is Scrum, right? But you don't necessarily have to use that framework, right? When I start working with teams, one of the activities that we go through, you know, just as kind of like a meet and greet, like let's get to know each other, is developing a working agreement. Within that working agreement, depending on the activity that you run, you start to understand the cultural differences between people. You also start to understand, you know, just a little bit more about how people work, how organized they are, how they like to be communicated with. And once you can break down the barriers of those basics, then people are usually more willing to open up. Yeah, I like the way that you said that you have to kind of understand how people's communication styles are. Because I know I'm more of an introvert. So you're going to have to kind of like come to me and ask for the information. Sometimes I'm, I'm not going to just like voluntarily give it out. So you have to just know that person's that way. There might be some other people on your team who are very open, who just like say everything on their mind at one time, sometimes too much. I have a person on my team who's like TMI all the time. So you just have to know the different people on your team. Okay. So are there any other ways to kind of encourage collaboration on the team? Hmm. Anytime I start hearing the need for collaboration, I start thinking about tooling, especially in a virtual space. I primarily work remote. So I'm always trying to find innovative, interactive ways to get people to collaborate, but not just in a way where their ideas are shared, in a way that brings those ideas to actual action. And so one thing that has helped me is using collaborative tools like Miro, Mural, Figma, and designing different activities that will begin the conversation to allow people to feel comfortable sharing their ideas, but then also have have like a centralized place where they can go to remember, all right, these are the action items that came out of the conversations that we have. A lot of times, like when you are collaborating, people get so caught up in the ideation that they forget like, all right, we have to bring this somehow to fruition. Like we have to bring this to an end point. How are we going to do that? And once again, just talking about it is an action. So allowing people to kind of see, especially as a project manager or as a scrum master, you know, especially having people see like the creative way in which you're able to bring them to those points because you never want to just like tell someone the answer though you may have the insight on how to like organizationally or in a process way do it you'll get so much more out of that person if you can allow them to get to that idea on their own so what activities you know are you challenging people with or what activities are you offering to kind of show people that hey you can do it too you know you you have these great ideas but let's kind of break it down take it step by step and walk yourself through getting to that action item. That's key. Making sure there's an action item after each meeting. Because I love ideas. (laughs) I I have a lot of ideas, but can I do them? (laughs) So I guess this is the last question I have. What kind of meetings do a project manager, scrum master usually run to make sure that each teammate is on the same page? 
I'll probably give you my top three meetings that I try to run. A lot of them are based off of the Scrum framework, but you can remix them. One of the things I'll say is that be careful with jargon, you know, in this industry, because people learn jargon in different ways. And sometimes you can shy people away if you come on too heavy with, oh, you know, let's try this, let's try this. Try to explain it to them in as simple terms as possible. So the top three meetings that I would suggest that people try to implement while doing project management or working with teams is number one, some type of stand-up, some type of regular short gathering where you can just come, you know, kind of go off the top of your head. What are you doing? What do you need help with? You know, is there anything that I need to know about how to approach my day that's going to make your work easier? So definitely some sort of stand-up, some sort of just kind of rundown of what is to be expected for that week or that day so that we all have awareness. One of my second favorite meetings is I love planning. Like I love preparing for what's coming next. So having an opportunity to check in with your team prior to maybe milestones that are supposed to occur would be super important just to have people share you know, what their status is in depth, right? And give you insight into how you can continue to assist them in combating their problems that may arise. And then finally, retrospectives or some type of just opportunity to reflect on how far that you've come. And I like to do that frequently because it's those small wins that keep people motivated. And also you continue to get to know people when you do break down some of the difficulties that may have occurred, or you do break down some of the things that people may consider failure, but is actually really a learning opportunity, right? And you have a new approach, you're motivated to kind of start over again, knowing that, all right, I've gotten this out, I've shared it with my teammates, we've been extremely transparent about how difficult it's been. You build that camaraderie and and then you're able to start again, you know, on a more positive mindset. I love all these meetings that you mentioned. Some of them retrospective. I love that one as well. Thank you, Nicole, for coming on to this show today. Till next time. Bye.